Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, and welcome to the last proper episode of 2020. This week, I'm talking to singer, songwriter, and TikTok star. Jay Mowski, who has a couple of short stories to get us in the festive mood. Twas the night before Pismas. Or maybe not. Anyway, I'll be back in the new year with more of the usual, and stay tuned at the end of the episode for details of a special live stream I'll be doing just before Christmas. You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. Okay, so I it's 2015. It's Christmas. I I live in New York, but my family is on Long Island, which is like a, a, an hour and a half train ride. It's nothing. You can do it in a day. And that's wonderful because then I can stay there for as long as I need to and then be like, you know what? I really, really got to get home. <laughs> At the time, I was living in a wonderful place with three other people. You know, in New York, that can get a little crowded, but we always had fun. You know, in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'd love to get back in between Christmas and New Year's to have like the place to myself just for a few days. So I'm there and I'm, I very specifically remember that I'm watching Harry Potter, just doing the Christmas reruns of Harry Potter, which I know, I, I don't know. We'll see how they play this year, given that. We know J.K. Rowling is now a turd. Evil. <laughs> Can we separate the art from the artist? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever felt this, but sometimes I'm not horny. But because I have a place to myself, I'm like, well, you got to go on Grinder. You got to go on Scruff. You've just got to. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Because you could turn horny at the drop of a hat. Like a right guy comes along, you know, you're just like... Yeah, you've got to say hello to the locals. You know, who I got to see who's visiting. Who's from out of town visiting New York? I have to show them, you know, give them a proper welcome to the city, a proper tour of the city, so to speak. And you're only flicking through the catalogue. You don't have to buy anything. It's it's all theoretical at this point. Absolutely. It's it's like an L.L. Bean catalogue, you know? That's what Grinder is. Um <laughs> So I'm sitting there and I start talking to this guy and he is very, very attractive. And the conversation is getting sexy and he's like, are you looking? And I'm like, you know, I mean, I could be looking. I was like, I have the place to myself and blah, blah, blah. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm looking, but I'm looking to host. And I was like, oh, well, you know, and again. At a point where I'm not really super horny, but like, and he's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm already naked in bed. And he sends me a picture and his penis is huge. And I'm just like, oh God. Okay. All right. And I was like, let me get my pea coat on. You know, I go over to this guy's uh, apartment, which is not far from me, which is really nice. It's like, like maybe five blocks north of me. I'm imagining you in kind of a fur coat and lingerie and that's it. I don't know if that's about, if let's, that's accurate. Let's go with that. Cool. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> So I, I walk up there and I knock on the door 
and I get no response. And I'm like, oh, God, is this another fucking flake? It is late. You know, it's probably past midnight. And so I ring it a couple times. Again, nothing. And so I'm just like, well, whatever. You know what? It happens. Not the first time that... <laughs> We've all been there. ...that it's happened. One time that happened to me and I saw on the buzzer that somebody had actually written, this guy's an asshole flake, turn around now. Somebody had like etched that into this person's buzzer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. And uh, anyway, that wasn't this guy. But, um, you know, I end up just walking home and then I get a message and I'm like, what, you know, what's going on? Where are you? And he's like, how does it feel? And I'm like, what? And I'm like standing there like on my block. I'm like, how does what feel? I'm like, I thought we were going to have sex. Where are you? And um, he's like, how does it feel to get stood up by someone? I'm like, not great. But honestly, <laughs> I'm a black home, like, you know, and blah, blah, blah. I, and like, this was maybe a minor inconvenience on my end. I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're trying to do here. And then he, uh, you know, kind of is like a little bit contentious with me. And I'm like, hey, I don't know who you are or what you're trying to do or say to me. But like, if we've interacted in the past and I was, you know, rude to you, I apologize. I try to be as good of a person as I possibly can at all times. And so if I did something wrong, I apologize. And then he said. I hope you enjoy it when Steve Burke gets your nudes. Now, Steve Burke at this time was the head of NBC Universal, uh, the company NBC. Okay. And I was like... Is he a friend of yours? Do you know him? At the time, I was working at NBC. I was like, why are you going to send Steve Burke my nudes? He's like, Steve Burke's going to fire you when he gets your nudes. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is happening? Um, but again, it's like midnight, past midnight at this point, And I'm like, I'm going to bed and I'm just not going to think about this. It was absolute insanity. But I, Steve Burke thing kept like coming into my mind. And so I ended up texting my friend who also worked at NBC. And I'm like, this is freaking crazy and saying, I don't know what's going on. You kind of have that fear and anxiety whenever you meet somebody random on the grinder, on the, on the scrub. Yeah. I mean, they don't usually say, oh, I'm going to send your nudes to your boss's boss's boss. <laughs> That's a bit strange. Uh, truly. It was so bizarre. So uh, anyway, I tried my best to forget about it, but still like kind of going through the next couple of weeks, like, am I going to get fired? Like so anxious about I, And I'm like, do I tell my boss? At this point, we're like friendly, but I'm like, I don't think I want to get to that level of like, by the way, I tried to hook up with a guy and he said he was going to send my nudes to the head of NBC. Also, what was Steve Burke going to do if he got pictures of a random employee's <laughs> penis? <laughs> I'm sure there's a logic in there somewhere, but it's just lost on us. Anyway, so th this was the fear you were living with for a good few weeks. For for a good couple of weeks. Again, it's the Christmas holiday, so I like it's not like I was going into work. I didn't know how to resolve this. You know, we come back from from holiday, and I'm I'm meeting my friend in the basement of Rockefeller Center at the Starbucks. You know, we're just getting coffee, catching up, talking, whatever, on break from work, and. <laughs> I see this barista and 
like a flash, it hits me. And I'm like, oh my God, I know this kid. I just have this moment of like, it's all coming back to me. And as soon as I see him, I remember that probably like two or three years before that, I was living in a different part of town. I was not in Washington Heights where this whole thing took place just weeks ago. I was on the Upper East Side, East Harlem area. And I remember talking to this guy a bunch. And I liked him. He was very nice. He was like, I don't know. We just had like a good rapport. But it was also one of those things where like we didn't end up like hooking up right away. It was, you know, like a, oh, you know, I can't tonight. And then he couldn't another night and whatever. So we're talking. And one night we finally do hook up. He comes over and he was somebody who clearly had misrepresented who he was via pictures. Were they his slightly older pictures or were they just or someone else's that he'd found online and decided to, uh, that's close enough? They were definitely pictures of him, but probably like two or three years prior. I'm not talking about one thing. I'm talking about everything. Like the penis size was off. The, like <laughs> Just everything was off. Okay. And, and so I remember at the time being like, well, you know, I mean, we're here. Might as well do He's it. Come over. It, it it always seems like bad manners to send them away at that point to me. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So we hook up and it's fine. But then I just kind of like, like you do with all great. We didn't, we, by the way, we had not exchanged phone numbers. It had not gotten to that level of like anything. I never thought about it again until this moment. There I am standing two years later in the, the Starbucks and Rockefeller Center. And I see this guy and I'm like, oh my God. And I turn to my friend and I'm like, it, that's him. I'm like, that is the guy that had like gone, done this whole thing where he like then trapped me two years later and, you know, made me come up five blocks to maybe meet with him. As revengers go, that's uh, an odd one. It's a very stupid revenge because all he did to me was <laughs> make me go out on a cold night you know, with the promise of sex. For a little, and you just had a little I didn't walk. get it. Yeah, and a bit of fresh air. I had a little walk. <laughs> but, you know, I felt bad. I was like, oh, okay, that, I must have ghosted this guy. And he like hung on to it for two years and then somehow found me on Grinder again in a different neighborhood, created a whole new Grinder profile got me to come over and walk five blocks. It was like a minor inconvenience, but it was strange and bizarre. Did you talk to him? Did you kind of go, hey, can I have a latte and an explanation, please? Or something like that? No, are you kidding me? I just like ran. I was like, we have to get out of this line. I'm sorry, Robbie. We can never come back to this Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, it's New York. So there's like four other Starbucks right in the yeah. same but that's, vicinity. What, I mean, that's a very odd punishment just to like make you get your steps in. You didn't stand him up, though. You didn't flake on him. You just, you had sex with him, which is, you know, possibly more than he should have expected if he's not using up-to-date photos and stuff. Right. And and this kind of is like a thing in my life, I feel like, a, a rule I try to live by. You know, if you have a fight with somebody, a friend, and you're like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure I, you're wrong and I'm right. It doesn't actually matter because this person feels wronged. I can still try to do better as a human being and try to like reflect on what I did wrong and, and maybe improve for next time kind of thing. You should always give folks the benefit of self-reflection. So... 
in that moment, I was like, you know what, I, I could have avoided this by truly just being honest and saying, you know what, I feel like in the most kind, respectful, diplomatic way possible, I feel like maybe you've misrepresented yourself. And that's not really cool with me. And very nice to meet you. And I wish you the best. But I don't think that we're going to continue this encounter. Um, But you know, I avoid conflict at all costs. Even if it means sucking a dick. (laughs) Exactly. So I've just always in now I feel like if I end up meeting up with somebody who doesn't accurately represent themselves, I'm going to be like, you know what, this isn't I just don't feel comfortable. That's okay. Maybe that guy could it could be a, a learning point for him too. But that's not what I chose to do. I chose to run and then chose to run again. So I don't know. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We're queer. We're geeks. We're, We're queeks. Superheroes, Star Wars, Broadway, Drag Race. So if you're super gay, super nerdy, or anything in between, listen to Queeks today. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. And find us on Instagram at Queeks Podcast. I am learning from it. I'm trying to do my best. I also want to say, while I was preparing for our little meeting here today, I was going back through my phone thinking, I must have saved screenshots of this. And I didn't, but I did find pictures from the week before. This was Christmas Eve. And I thought this would just be a fun little kind of companion piece to what, to that story and that lesson that I learned. This was Christmas Eve. Basically what happened is I was talking to this guy on Grindr and he was like, are you into water sports? And I said, "Mm, no. And I like, like casually mentioned it to my friend And he said, well, honey, you know, have you ever tried water sports? You know, no, I have not. And so he said, well, you know, it's Christmas Eve and I think you should give yourself a little gift. Treat yourself. You know, why not? (laughs) So I did. Congratulations. And this is, thank you. And I, I would like to, if I can, just kind of read these texts because I then, after this whole experience, um you know, texted this to my, to my friends. Uh, So here's what I say to my group friends. So he comes over and we get into the shower. He's a terrible kisser with bad breath. Oh, this makes me sound bad. He basically put his tongue in my mouth hole. I was a bit pee shy and it felt very weird. Also, because it was pretty silent, he was just staring at my flaccid penis waiting for my urine. (laughs) Just standing in the shower, just trying to do that. So I finally managed to pee on him and he starts licking my leg and moaning like a dog. 
Then he asked me if I want him to pee on me. And I'm like, well, why not? You know, may as well. In for a penny, in for a pound. You know, why not? You know, if I'm going for the experience, I'm trying to pee on this guy. I, why not let him reciprocate? And I said, and to be honest, it was exactly what you would imagine being peed on would feel like. And then I said more to come because I think I was at a party. Um, With him? Like you'd gone for another round just to make sure? I don't think I like it, but let's date for another six months just to be sure, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) We've all been there. I mean, I guess here's the thing is now at this point, if somebody were to be like, I'm into water sports, I would be like, well, I'm not into it, but sure, I'll, you know, whatever, you know, if, if you would like this, I'm happy to do it. But what happened was after the whole peeing thing, which I, in this group chat, I lovingly referred to as twas the night before Pissmas, (laughs) because it was Christmas Eve. (laughs) After he peed on me, we went to my bedroom where we engaged in the following role play scenarios, priest confessional, daddy and son who didn't finish his homework, and stranger in your bed ass up, which was, I think this kid really wanted that. He just wanted to pretend like a stranger was coming in to fuck him while he was ass up, which I was like, that's not really a role play. That's just what's happening. But (laughs) if you want me to leave the bedroom, I'm happy to enter the bedroom and do that. Um, You know, I said to my friends, I said, I've said the phrases mommy's pussy and don't fight it (laughs) more than I ever thought I would in my life. And the lesson here is that I said, I have to say it felt pretty liberating and empowering. I didn't love water sports, but I tried it. And then I said, love you all so much. Merry Christmas. Enjoy reading this while opening presents in front of you with children. <laughs> and a Merry Christmas to you too. So I kind of liked those two, two stories because they happened in two weeks of each other. And I feel like one perfectly explains how good it is to communicate and have boundaries and try new things. And then the other one is like about, again, communicating properly and uh, not ghosting people. The kind of slightly strange guy who's hung on to this resentment for so long. Was that not a little bit scary just in general? There's that vibe that I know you talk about in your songs occasionally. If I die, here's the address of the guy I'm hooking up with. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why you always text a friend the address. Do you actually always uh, do that? Yeah. You know, it's just kind of an automatic response for me at this point, which is just like, just in case... Here's the address, you know, and thankfully, you know, at that point I had an audience. So I was like texting somebody and I was like, well, that guy didn't work out. And here's why I do remember in that moment having fear because it's the middle of the night. Somebody has just done something weird to me and is and is saying, like, you've made me feel bad. And now, you know what it's like to feel bad and I'm like standing in the middle of the street at like one in the morning and I'm like, looking over my shoulder, going back to my apartment where I'm alone and no one's there. And you do have a moment where you fear for your safety. And I I mean, I definitely, I did. It was weird. It was just bizarre. And I guess if that's good, good on him, that's his revenge. He did make, he did manage to make me feel that way. And if that makes him feel better about me ghosting him years prior, then good for him. He'll never know that because what I told him was that you, he minorly inconvenienced me and I'm just a bit cold now. And I've lost my boner. Now I don't have even the desire to go home and jerk off, you know? A neglected boner is never a happy thing. That's why I masturbated so much as a teenager. I think I was worried that if I ignored one, it wouldn't come back. I don't want it to feel unwelcome. 
Have you since had to kind of say to someone, you know what, this isn't right. This isn't what I was expecting. I'm going to have to go. Or is it still theoretical at this point? Essentially, the question there is, are you more discerning now in your choices of sexual opponents? Uh, yes, opponents, because it is a, it is a game. Somebody yeah. wins yeah. and someone loses at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say that I am probably just a little bit more cautious. I definitely make sure that I get <laughs> clear pictures and sending clear pictures and thankfully not found myself again in a situation where that specifically has happened where I've shown up and it's been somebody who just like looks completely different. It's funny because I do remember as we're talking about it, I'm kind of placing other times that it has happened. And that definitely was the last time. So I feel like actually, I know that it has happened in the past and it just doesn't feel good. And I think the worst part is you feel you feel so bad for that person because what they're doing in that moment is revealing that they really don't like themselves. And that's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And that's probably also one of the reasons that I don't, you know, never said anything is because you just don't want to make somebody who already feels bad about themselves to feel even worse about themselves, you know? Because you're kind of reinforcing it. You're saying, hey, all those things that you think about yourself, I think them too. Now, fuck off. Yeah. And that's really, really tough. And unfortunately, it's so common on Grindr. It's so common on Scruff. I mean, how many times have you sent nudes to somebody and then they just ignore you? And you're just like, oh, I guess you didn't like me. I'm always happy when somebody on Scruff or Grindr says something like, thanks for sharing those pics. I don't think we're a good match. It's so much easier just to be honest with somebody. You're not making anybody feel bad. People have done it to me. I've said that to other people. And I just think it's like you have a physical technological barrier between you and somebody. You definitely lose the ability to see them as human beings. And that's really, really unfortunate. So for me, I think maybe the bigger lesson in all of it is just to remember that there is a, another person on the side of that, you know, and, and you can treat them like a human being. And just because you aren't sexually interested in them doesn't mean they're not a sexy person. Right? And vice versa, just because someone's not sexually interested in you doesn't have any bearing on your worth or your attractiveness to someone else. It's just one person who turns out not that into you. Exactly. Anyway, download my EP where I sing songs about <laughs> casual sex. <laughs> Give us the marketing spiel now. You've done my bit. It's time for your bit. Follow me on um, social media, on Gamealski on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, on TikTok. I post lots of funny, stupid things. And I love making music and I love making people laugh. So that's all I aim to do with my content. And you know what? In the spirit, in the spirit of the story I just told, I shouldn't say follow me on social <laughs> media channels. I should say engage with me on social media because it's a good reminder also that you can engage with folks in virtual spaces and still be reminded of their humanity and your humanity. I've definitely had that feeling where I've been in a really good kind of, oh, yeah, the guy's really hot. I'm going to go to his house. Doody, 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 do. And then just as you're pressing the bell, just as you're just as you're going through the door and it clicks behind you, you get that kind of, oh, this might not have been the smartest thing I've done this week feeling. And luckily, it's all worked out fine so far. But there's definitely sometimes that kind of, oh, no. 
kind of vibe. Is that to the it. part that makes it fun and good though? Or do we need to like see therapists about this and talk and more about why we're not making b- better decisions on a regular basis? I mean, making it fun and good sounds interesting. How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly disappointing is more the, more the phrase I'd use, but mildly disappointing in a, oh, well, at least it's over as opposed to of what happened to my other leg kind of a thing. There's, it's, <laughs> So it's so the minor end of the disappointment. Yeah, hey. yeah, that's true. I'd rather have mediocre sex and be thankful I got out alive than be in a relationship. <laughs> that was probably true. The multi-award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the multi-award-winning Scott Flashheart. It was designed to remind all of my queer siblings that we are none of us alone. You can find links, transcripts of every episode, and all that good stuff at probablytruepodcast.com. If you enjoyed or found value in anything you've heard today, you can support the show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials. On Sunday 20th of December, I'll be doing a special festive live-streamed episode on my Twitter and Instagram channels. 6pm London time, Sunday the 20th of December. Just search Probably True Podcast in the socials to find me if you're not already following me on the internet, how dare you. Merry Pismas, everyone. Praise Kylie, and may share guiders in the dark times. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.